Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring sexy guests and performers into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. And this week, I have a very special guest, a comedian and writer, Rachel Manson. Oh my God, that's my name. Oi. You said it. That's Oi. me. I'm the guest. You're the guest today. Hi. Hi, Erin. Hi, Rachel. Oh, this is nice. This is nice, oh, right? You're such a nice I wish the viewers and listeners could see because they're not viewing any. They're probably on the subway. They're Guys, probably. make someone next to you feel special by just making prolonged eye contact. <laughs> That's Bed. what I want when I'm in a public space <laughs> and can't get away. <laughs> Bad post. Just staring is enough. Just stare. Mm. <laughs> uh, Rachel, hello. you, yeah. hello. <laughs> you are a funny lady. Um, oh, I've had you at, I've had the pleasure of having you at the Bed Post stage show yes. several times. Oh, that's been so fun. It's a good, it's a good one. It's such it's a, a good great show. show. I've had the pleasure of... I think it was after a burlesque performance, and I felt like, I want to be included, so I just ripped my top off, um, <laughs> yeah, and then did stand up that way. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I was like, no, I want this too. <laughs> I can do that. I can do this. <laughs> I can't. They're amazing. <laughs> I was immediately intimidated. No, no. You, you're very fucking funny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, and man. actually, my husband, Matt McCree, is a big fan of you. Oh, my God. Huge Matt. fan. Well, I've done shows with Matt as well. He's yeah. so... Watching that guy freak out slowly in an improv scene is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. He just like you can watch his face just slowly tense. It's oh, beautiful. <laughs> Such a funny guy. Um, but you are uh, first time uh, audio uh, guest. Yeah, I was uh, to really get that sentence out. Uh, <laughs> you got this. You got, I believe first in time, you. Um, audio audio ber, uh, person speaking in microphone. Uh, yes. Um, and we've got a couple things on the docket Let's that we it. like to talk about today. Let's um, do it. I'm open. <laughs> open. Open. Um, no further context. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's all enough. you get. A lot of your comedy is sexual. Yes. I know I know you've probably put on the more sexual content for the bedpost stage um, shows. Yeah. But I feel like that is pervasive throughout your writing and throughout your comedy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite topics to kind of... to to dig through, especially through stories. I just love telling and listening to people's embarrassing sexual stories. There's something so humanizing about it. Yes, it's so, so relatable. Like, yes, it's yeah. like some, this one weird thing that like connects all of us. And, and it's being embarrassed. It's being embarrassed. And it's so, <laughs> and there's, it's, in terms of being embarrassed, like your sexual history is just a treasure trove for that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, I love, I, I mean, I have my clean material, but it's, it's not my favorite to do. I love, I love the telling those stories, not necessarily for shock value, but just for that kind of relatability of like, oh, I've, I've felt that out of place. Yeah. All of us have felt that for sure. Yeah. yeah um, I like it. And you also uh, have a new writing gig. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people about? Sure. So I am writing right now a series of articles. We're starting with one and then seeing if they they kick me out immediately. But um, <laughs> see how quickly I get fired. Quickly. Let's see in a week what happens here. But <laughs> right now I'm writing a series of articles about my introduction into like the sex positive world and community in Toronto. So I mean I've always I, I've considered myself a very sexually open person mm-hmm. and I love exploring those kind of communities and that kind of lifestyle. That being said, I'm still very much at the at the intro level of mm-hmm. learning all about it. So I'm I'm kind of writing these articles as someone who is has an open mind, but is is seeing and experiencing all these things for the first time mm-hmm. in in an effort to not only just experience it for myself, but kind of kind of document for the 
the the intro I don't want to say the average person the intro level person who mm-hmm. may be curious and interested but has previously kind of shut it down or haven't really pursued it or a little conservative exactly like I have this thing that I think I might like but I don't know how to go about doing that and I feel kind of ashamed about it and yeah my effort is just I want to write content that breaks that open in a way that's very approachable and easy. Yeah, and encouraging for, uh, ideally encouraging other people to do the same thing that you're kind of traipsing on currently. Exactly. So, I mean, I'll be be going that extra step out of my comfort zone in a very good way. I'll be going to sex clubs and talking to doms and wherever else this takes me, but the, the, the reader doesn't necessarily have to go to a sex club or go to a fetish party to to kind of get what they want out of it. They can kind of... Embrace it in a small way. Exactly. Yeah, Read it, take steps. what they want out of it. I'll go do that crazy shit, and then you can kind of figure out how that applies to your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how to how to find that in your own life, in exactly. your own little way. Yeah, because everyone, yeah. everyone has that curiosity, I think, and shame is such a huge part of keeping that down. And I think the minute we start to untangle it and question as to, like, why we have that guard up, it's where the ultimate sense of play comes from. Yeah. So, I like that. Do you have a first article written or in mind or in the works? It is currently in the works. Yeah. Can you I... tell us, a l- without giving away, oh, you, you know, know. the give us oh. no spoilers, oh, but... Oh, oh, stop that. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll do it, Aaron. I'll do it. I'll tease them a I've little. I've got it here in my pocket. Yeah. I'll just read the entire <laughs> thing verbatim. I take yeah. out a 1,200-word <laughs> document. Uh... Just like it started with... No. Um, I was four. <laughs> I was four years And old. grinding on my teddy bear. Yes. <laughs> I figured out something down there during this Boy Meets World makeout episode. No, um, that might have been my sexual awakening. I'm not sure. I gotta dig deeper. Um, <laughs> no, the first one is my first. I'm writing currently about my first time at the Oasis Aqualanche uh, Sex Club in I've Toronto, heard, which I've heard of yeah, that. I believe you're familiar with. <laughs> I think I've maybe heard that you've been there, let alone seen your face on the website. <laughs> I do. Um, I they are one of our lovely sponsors for this podcast. Oh, Um, oh, are they? (laughs) Um, And also, Oasis. Oasis. Um, (laughs) You ever been in a pool naked? Oasis. Oasis. Actually, I went to a very funny. uh, event. It's like their sword play event, which is for like mm-hmm. bisexual and gay, gay males. So they had like a, a great boylesque show oh, happening. Um, and El Toro hosted the whole thing as Van Helsing. So he what? talked in like a, a Dracula accent and he was like, at the Oasis. He kept saying <laughs> Oasis, like for Oasis. is very funny. I love yeah. that that's Dracula, Oasis. but that's like a weird Midwestern like cowboy. He did it slightly better than I'm Oasis. doing right now. <laughs> Oh my god! But now every time I hear Oasis, I'm like Oasis. For the rest, Oasis. In the article, I'm actually going to write it's pronounced and then phonetically spell Oasis. Oh my god, that's so. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that and not explain why. But it'll be like my cool whip, and I'll just never explain it. Whip. Um, Are you able to talk a little bit about your first experience at Oasis? I will. I will talk about my first experience at Oasis. So I. So this was two days ago. Oh, it's so fresh. Yeah, so fresh. This was two days ago, and I went to their first taste Thursdays. Yes. Which is the first and third Thursday of the month, I believe. Um, but they also do it on the side. Check the website. I'm not going to... This isn't for facts. You check the website if you want to know. Um, but I went to their first... I, with, the, with the knowledge that their Thursdays are a little more... They, they run their tours and their Q, Q&As, and they're a little more tame and very chill. So, yeah, it's like not the weekend where it's no. bumping, but it's also not the nights like the student nights and single men nights where you get a lot of right. single men yes. <laughs> walking around like on Mondays I've, and Tuesdays, I think. I've heard that's a thing that happens. Yeah, so Thursday <laughs> is a great time to go if you're a first Ex- time. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> So I have I, I I was I was told previously to do that and I figured okay, I'll go I'll go for my I'll go for the intro session and learn all about it. And then I'll come back on a night that is the real bump in the real DTF exper- experience. <laughs> yeah, the real Oasis it's experience. The Oasis experience <laughs> with the sex. Um, but even, so, so we had our we had our tour with our two lovely tour guides mm-hmm. who were just 
cute as buttons. I got to speak to them afterwards. Oh my goodness. The, like, even learning about people who work at OA, yeah, well, I can't even say it. I know, <laughs> I, I know, I know. know. It's I know. so I know. Head. Oh my god, that's so annoying. <laughs> oh, this is gonna kill me. Okay, okay. The people at the club, like, talking to me all like, oh, I used to be a paralegal. Or, yeah. oh, I, I, I started medical school and then I was like, screw this. So now I do this. Yeah. And it, it's just awesome. It's so great and open. And so this intro night, I went on a short tour. This The house itself shocked me. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's really cool. It's a very old... Like, mansion. Mansion. It's a Toronto, like, old... It reminded me... I, I went to school in Kingston and it reminded me of those kind of, like, old alias grace-esque like weird creepy mansions that you want to do a Ouija board in but there's like porn on the walls um (laughs) and play furniture everywhere literally everywhere and it was so like as we were going through our tour they're like so this is like the this used to be the servant staircase yeah like that's Wild. Yeah, it's like getting a heritage tour, kind it's, of. It's lit- I was like, there should be some sort of, like, Canadian heritage moment about this house. <laughs> I don't think there will be, because... <laughs> why, duh. Rachel? Why? I don't yep. know. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why. Let's call the government. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Aw, Trudeau would like that. Come on. He's liberal. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, so I, we went on the tour, and I'll uh, go into more detail about that in 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 the article, but mm-hmm. saw the saw the room. It's, I love that there was everything from a very classic BDSM room, dungeon dungeon dungeon. It's a dungeon to what can only be described as, <laughs> and you know what I'm about to say. It is a sixties shaggin wagon. The shaggin wagon. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who was making this sex club and thought there needs to be a half of a VW bus? <laughs> That is completely impractical for any sexual position, but yeah. absolutely adorable. Yeah, you can sit and receive. Uh, you can sit and receive. You can sit and receive whatever, but two people lying down in there is is, is a tight. It seemed weird. <laughs> it seemed weird, and you know what? No one was in there, and I and we were on our tour, so I didn't be like sh- I was gonna be like show me. So <laughs> yeah, what can be done what in can here? Be done in here, logistically speaking. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't really part of the tour that they provided, but uh, that that room just kind of tickled me. <laughs> And yeah, after the tour, we went to the bar and I just kind of casually schmoozing with the guides and it was a, it was a quieter night. So Mm -hmm. people were just kind of trickling in and I should mention their pool and spa facilities are gorgeous. Yeah. I heard pool at a sex club and I was like, that seems like heated pool, a heated pool, heated pool. So I thought I was like, that seems like putting your hand in a mandarin buffet. Like that seems, (laughs) that seems probably dirty and you didn't, you shouldn't do it. But it's gorgeous. I I was shocked that people don't just come in and use. They do, and which they do, yeah, which they I later do. learned it, in the daytime, especially. Yeah, it, people just, are using it um, to like, especially in the summer. Oh man, yeah. the deck of the pool is uh-huh. just packed daytimes every day. It is one of the nicest pools I've seen in Toronto. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. And after, and people were just walk, and people again started walking around naked, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. <laughs> this is this is a cool place. Until my tour guides are like, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to just like sit here and chat. You want, do you want to go swimming? And without even thinking, I said, oh, I don't have a bathing suit. Uh, <laughs> without, with, I'm at a sex club and everyone's naked. So they automatically thought I was kidding. They're like, haha, oh, you can go get changed upstairs. You're funny. <laughs> You're the funny one. You're the funny you? one, aren't you? <laughs> and. I, again, as a, as a very sexually open person, I... Are you cool with just disrobing? Uh, so that's like, I was so cool with everyone you... else walking around naked, being like, yeah, normal, so chill. Yeah. And then it came time to meet it for me to get naked. Yeah. And I had this weird mental block where I was like, you're about to be naked in front of a bunch of people in a pool, and they are strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't expect there to be some sort of weird, like, sh- for a moment, my shame wizard brain literally <laughs> said, you're going to show up naked, and everyone else is going to be clothed, and they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. Which is bizarre that that is their first instinct, and even there, which I obviously love to explore and question. So the minute that happened, I was like, no, that's all the more reason I need to do this. Yeah. So it was weird for me 
to get into that space. But once I was, it was so liberating. Were you like, oh cool. yeah, nobody's I was, looking I was like, at me. Yeah, no one Nobody gives cares. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I was in a pool, naked, with two other couples in their white wine being like, oh my god, so Helen, you were at California last week. Tell yeah. us about your trip. Like, it was like being at a ski lodge, just naked. <laughs> Everyone was so nice. I loved it. So, yeah. And it was, so yeah, that was, that was, I would say, my first mental hurdle for myself that I had to uh, confront immediately. And I'm so glad I did already. Yeah, I love that this is since you're writing for people at a 101 level, but Mm -hmm. you yourself are kind of going through this as well. So I love that, like you're saying, you're going to have these little kind of epiphanies and these little Mm -hmm. hurdles and these little hiccups um, to deal with along the way as well. Mm -hmm. Because you're like right with the reader you're mm-hmm. looking to write content that is you know you and the reader are like elbow to elbow experiencing this so yeah. I really love that you're like I freaked out for a second yeah no totally I wasn't gonna be like <laughs> but I talked myself off the ledge and I you know you you took that leap yeah. and it was more so I was like you are not about to have a weird panic attack in the locker of a sex club naked <laughs> Fuck you, Rachel. <laughs> Get out of here. Happening. This is not here. Get out of here. And I mean that 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 can happen, and that's yeah. and and that's okay if you can't even make that if you can't make that step, right? Absolutely. I I for sure have been with people at Oasis and have them be ha, have panic moments. Yeah. And been like, should we leave? All right, let's yeah. leave. Like you can leave, and and there's uh, there's absolutely no um, necessity that you have to get dressed undressed or wear anything particular at all none whatsoever they were so clear about that yeah so you definitely don't have to but a lot of people think that's what you should do so they do it and then they're like oh god i wasn't ready i wasn't ready exactly and sometimes that's how you have to find out that yeah they're like okay that was my line and cool i'm that's my line now yeah and 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 i've talked about this with fatima who's the Mm. marketing director and events planner at oasis and she uh Tells people, you know, if it's you, say you and your partner going to Oasis for the first time, Mm -hmm. have an exit strategy. Yeah. Because that's a very real thing that can happen is somebody kind of gets uncomfortable. Somebody gets uncomfortable, for sure. So not only talk about, like, have a lot of other conversation about what exactly are you two going to do there and, you know, what would you like to experience, Mm -hmm. but also... If one of us starts to freak, because we might, because it's yeah. our first time as a, at a sex club. Totally. What can we, you know, what's going to happen? Like, can yeah. I just pull you into the next room and be like, got to leave? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't want to have to a diatribe about mm-hmm. what's happening right here. You know, like, can we have some sort of a signal? Fatima often says, like, have some, some sort of a signal yeah. uh, oh, that's really wonderful. discreet and only the two of you know. And that when we do this signal, that means go back to the locker room. Yes. Uh, or whatever you. And that's, that's wonderful. And I love that so much. And there was such a emphasis on, and there is in that I found as I'm exploring this in so many sex, truly sex positive communities that is so consent based and so communicative based. Like there's no subtle hints. There's no, I have to read your reaction. There's always, you ask once if it's a no, then you stop and you don't ask again. That's a big rule at Oasis, which I absolutely love. It's the whole place was kind of built in a way that makes women feel comfortable Mm -hmm. especially women but really everybody feel comfortable exploring sexuality Mm -hmm. in a way that's not um feeling dangerous or gross in any way or pressure or pressured exactly and especially a it's it's a very interesting thing that i'm now kind of gauging which is you'll you will know and you will trust yourself that there is the i'm gonna cross this line I'm going to cross this comfort zone that I've put up to be invigorated and I put this up for a reason and I will be me more comfortable and I like staying within it. And it's a very, it's a very distinction that you have to make with yourself. And it's so interesting to kind of explore that of, okay, so I, it's, it's okay to put up comfort zones. They're there for a reason and to figure out which ones that when you go out of it is 
the good explorative way and which one when you go out of it you realize okay no i put that one there for a reason and i like to stay within it and that's absolutely okay yeah and they always they oasis is great at communicating that yeah and i mean oasis isn't for everybody no so if you go and you know try to have just remain kind of you know an open kind of mindset don't yuck any yums but but if it's not for you that's totally fine it's not for you lots of people don't love oasis yeah um and lots of people fucking do lots of people fucking fucking do do. come find me tonight (laughs) so yeah so yeah yes (laughs) Um, I, that was my third, well, you know, there was one more thing, which is that, I, okay, sure, you know what, we'll talk about this. Um, <laughs> deciding on air, yeah, fuck it, okay, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be big. Um, there was even a mental hurdle I had where I, once I was in the pool talking to lovely many people, I, I, I found myself in a, in a place where me and a, and a person were kissing, which was lovely. Great. But in my head... Again, that mental thing came up of like, ugh, everyone in this pool thinks you're gross because you're that person that's making out in a pool. Mm-hmm. And then immediately my brain went, you're in a naked sex club in a pool with cup. They're fine. They don't give a shit what you're doing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just about finding those weird things and questioning why they're there and then dismantling them appropriately so that you know if you should keep them there or let them go. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited and I'm going back. So I had my introductory introductory evening, mm-hmm. and I am going back. Yeah, so you liked enough to go back. Yes. Well, I think it, I I think for 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 journalistic purposes it would be <laughs> yeah for research for, for, for research for, for and, science you know for uh, science it might be okay if I go for another night. Um, <laughs> but I do want to because they were showing us all these rooms and they're like so normally on a night like this it would be packed or like yeah normally, what what you would happen in this room yeah and I'd love to actually. See it. See it. So I'm. I will be. I will be returning. Lovely. Either tonight or sometime next week. Oh, fantastic! I was gonna say find me, but you know what? <laughs> don't. Just don't. That's just, weird. Just don't. That's weird. <laughs> just, Thankful you know the, this will air way after this, this actually happens. So after, please don't follow me. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get murdered. <laughs> Safety. I mean, mm-hmm. safety is a huge thing, too. Amen. Yes, yeah. Make sure, Amen. text when you get home, everybody. Uber home. Text your friend. Yeah, Uber. Don't. <laughs> Fuck walking. Just... Uber. Sponsor this. Take, take multiple Ubers. Just to throw them off your trail. Have them follow you in a, in a motorcade. <laughs> Pray to Uber. Oh, God. Um, okay, I feel like mm-hmm. I want to talk about, you kind of brought up, the shame wizard. <laughs> yes, let's talk about the shame wizard. From Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you're saying, and I completely agree with you, that that is a huge part of people either, you know, staying kind of in their in their comfort zone, like mm-hmm. you were saying, but like also staying kind of conservative with their sex mm-hmm. life. Um, I feel like shame is a huge Huge thing. Ugh. In so many ways, what a topic. we yeah. have been cultured. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the miasma of our whole. Oh, you use such good words. <laughs> patriarchy, uh, like it's it's, a it's everywhere. It's a control tactic. It's yes, thank you. Such a control tactic, and if if there's so many, it's such a big topic to tackle at once. But yeah. even even in terms of um, shame surrounding sexuality, it's. It's so deeply ingrained that it's sometimes there before you even know that it's there. And yeah, usually from a super young age. Absolutely. We're, oh taught, we're told don't touch. Oh, don't. Yeah. 100%. And, it, and again, I'm I'm a woman, so I'm, I'm identifying it from that angle. But from an early age, I especially for speaking personally, yeah. my shame wizard was, and I love calling it a shame wizard. I'm not going to stop that because that's so <laughs> relevant and it's such a perfect way to describe that. Yeah. But my shame wizard was large and vicious mm-hmm. because there's, we're luckily, yeah, luckily we're living in a time right now where we're starting to become very aware of shame that's surrounding sexuality which is great. It's part of a conversation now in a way that it wasn't before. And mm-hmm. maybe young girls now can can Google these things and realize like, oh, if I like grind on my pillow, I'm not a horrible, evil person. Yeah. Or something to that degree. But yeah, it's in there and it's so deeply seated and it takes so long. I remember when I was like 
14-ish, I had my first kiss Mm -hmm. and vomited out of social anxiety. That's a real stand-up story that I tell. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah, fun, fun back scenes, behind the scenes tidbit. That's a real story (laughs) that really happened to my life. Um, And I was, for years, that, like, anything around, surrounding sexuality or, yeah, sexuality, romance, sensuality, anything of that, that would just be so anxiety-inducing for me because Mm -hmm. I had this very deep shame surrounding it and I didn't really know how to deal with it and I think the way to one way to combat that is by talking about it yes which is what we're doing here which is wonderful and that's a big impetus behind why I started doing this podcast Mm -hmm. because for me same thing um except at 14 I actually had sex for the first time and then That's punk rock, <laughs> you're getting... fucking punk rock, Aaron. <laughs> it is, but the fallout from oh, yeah. that was just awful. Brutal. And I, I probably imagine. waited another. I think it was maybe another eight years mm-hmm. before having sex again because of the insane fallout from from that. Yeah, from my pe- my peers, my yeah. parents, mm-hmm. my school, like everything. And it's it's already. I mean. It's and it's already jarring enough without these external sources telling you that it's shameful and upsetting. Yeah. Because I, I mean, sex can not be a big deal, but sex can be a big deal, yep. and it's and it is a big jump in and of itself. And it, especially for a young person is who isn't emotionally, you know, mature and ready for it. A hundred percent, especially. The, the, they're feeling, especially with young people, they're feeling it already enough without other people telling them that they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. So when those two things are like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, then it's going to scare so many people out of their own sexuality and sometimes out of their own bodies. Yeah. And that is so not okay in so many ways. And it took me so long to realize that. Me too. Yeah. Do you still deal with it today? Yes. Some, I do. Yeah, constantly, sometimes. I do. We are talking on a sex podcast and still feel ashamed of our sexuality and, and still feel bad about it oh my god yes 100 yeah. percent. and it and now even because i have that i have that choice that i made that i'm like i am now wanting to live a sex positive life and i want to have this positive attitude towards sexuality mm-hmm. so that's butting heads with that other voice in my head yeah. that comes up automatically and without so easily that it's almost harder to make that choice mm-hmm. so anything to make making that choice for other people easier is so incredibly helpful. Yeah. So, okay. I feel like doing this podcast. (laughs) Good for you. Writing these articles for now magazine. Oh my God. We're amazing. Oh my God. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, I feel like we should probably take a break at this moment. Um, I have something fun planned uh, for the top of the second half. So, (laughs) Oh my, what could it be? I'm so, I'm titillated. (laughs) Guys, she's titillated. Guys, 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 you can't see this, but she's titillated. So stay tuned, everybody, for the second half of the Bedpost podcast with Rachel Manson. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors for this episode. Our first sponsor is Oasis Aqua Lounge, a sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. It is a body positive environment and they are shame and judgment free when it comes to pleasure and play. They're an inclusive and diverse venue welcoming of all sexual orientations and gender identities. It's also a community hub for all sex positive folks, educators, entertainments and businesses. So thank you so much to Oasis Aqua Lounge for sponsoring this episode. Our second sponsor is Come As You Are. Come As You Are is an amazing sex shop that is founded here in Toronto, and it is located at comeasyouare.com. Come As You Are is a trans-owned, trans-operated, feminist, anti-capitalist sex shop that wants to give you the best products at the lowest price possible. And they're going to prove that to you by offering a 15% discount when you check out at comeasyouare.com using the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. 
And our third sponsor for this episode is Unicorn Collaborators. Unicorn Collaborators is a business that has been running here in Toronto for about five years by two queer unicorns. They mostly make leather goods and they make everything from collars to cuffs to thigh harnesses to boot harnesses to the regular pelvis strap-on harnesses that you've come to know and love. Unicorn Collaborators is a body positive brand, which means that they make products for all body types. And if they don't have something in your size, they're happy to make a custom piece just for you. Give them an email at unicorncollaborators at gmail.com, follow them on social media, or DM them for inquiries. This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Benoit balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. And if you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full-time sponsor's website, comeasyouare.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Rachel Manson. Oh, it's still me. Hi, it's Rachel. Still me. Something's Hello. on the table now. <laughs> Something, something, some something special jingly <gasps> surprise. In the um, so to preface this, yeah, Rachel, you probably I, I'm going to them some content. I'll, I'll, yeah, let the people know because yeah. I've, uh, I think very briefly mentioned that I might be starting a new project. Oh, oh, oh my! Keep bond medias. <laughs> keep those medias going. Okay. Um, because oh, maybe I'll explain why. Is mm-hmm. because I'm currently not in this studio where i had like the eggplant sound and media studio at Mm -hmm. pacific junction i'm no longer in that studio um so i wanted to create i wanted to supplement you know some other type of video project which uh my husband is it was actually his idea and Oh, he, go mad. Yeah, uh, talk about having a super supportive partner oh and all God, that. He's a saint. He's a saint. Uh, and um, so we're starting this new project where I review sex toys with comedians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see where this is going? And Richard, you're a comedian. I believe and, I am, um, technically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I go under that umbrella. And um, one of the reasons we actually wanted to meet up today was so I could give you a sex toy. That is true. Because you and I are going to be featured on an episode. We are going to, yep. That's 100% a thing <laughs> that is going to happen, that I'm ready. <laughs> so I thought I would present uh, this to you oh my God. Uh, right now. Do I take them? Oh yes. My God. Those ah! are f- for you to have okay. and to hold. It, okay, so for you, Liz, it looks like the little bag that like your aunt gives you jewelry in on your pocket. Yeah, a little drawstring. <laughs> little drawstring. Little bag. drawstring. Holy fuck. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So. <laughs> Wowie zowie. This is just so much reaction and no detail of what I'm seeing. So, these are nipple clamps. Am yeah. I am I right, Aaron? You're right. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Bye. <laughs> no, um, like... You mentioned that they had maybe the air of a medieval torture device. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> they most they do certainly do. Bit. They do a little bit. But like this nice little, maho- like this, lo- is, I don't know what woods are. Mahogany? It's purple heart. Pur- is that the wood? That's what the wood is called. I don't know names of it's wood. purple heart. <laughs> I'm not fucking fancy. Um, it even has a sexy name. I was going to say like, <laughs> it looks, does it look a little scary? Yes, it does. Yeah. Also, it's oddly... It's all like visually attractive. Yeah, it, they're very aesthetically. They're pleasing. very aesthetically pleasing. I did not expect that. It's it's it looks. These ain't your mama's nipple clamps. No, they are not. <laughs> it looks like you've been invited to like a rich millionaire's library, and he's just like, "I have something for you," and like takes this out of a <laughs> velvet box. <laughs> so what these Which are are uh, please tell they're, me. they're they're nipple wooden nipple clamps mm-hmm. by Wheel and Breach. Oh, so this is, well, thank you, Will and Breach. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh, what up, oh, boy? Hey, um, <laughs> um, And uh, we've both 
we both have a pair now, and we're oh, we go- both? okay, and we're going to review these. Okay, I was unsure so these about are f- that. these are for you to have and to hold. Okay. Oh my god. I I have used mine already. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Um. Can you tell me anything about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure. Um. What I what to I should be expecting. <laughs> we should be expecting what to expect um, when nipple clamping. <laughs> yeah, because the, an important thing to point out is that you have not too much experience with I have nipple never devices. Never used any sort of nipple device. Yeah. Which I have. And uh, I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm educated, yes. But. And um, I'm, in general, not a huge fan of clamps. Oh, I shit. like a pump or I like a suction. I... Like a sucker, a nipple sucker. I think I would be the same. However, uh-huh. uh, these babies, these are great. Um, really? Yeah, this is by far the best nipple clamp I've ever had on myself. Okay. Yeah, um... What I like is that they're super adjustable. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. That they're not, they look rigid, but they're not. It's yeah. It's like a soft wood. Yeah, it's, they're lovely. Um, and you can put as much of your nipple in there as you want. Oh my God. And so the, you can put just the tip. Okay, yeah. If you want to just put the tip. Just the tip. Or just you can the shove, it, shove it right in there. Or if just you want shove to. your entire your... tit into this <laughs> tiny little nipple cup. Um, yeah, and the other thing was that they, they look a little finicky. They do. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to have to use these with a partner. Yeah, okay, um, because, yeah. So that, that they question. can do it for me. Yeah. Not the case. Really? Oh, yeah. No, okay. it was very easy to put on and take off. Okay. Um, and tighten, like, halfway through. I used a vibrator. Yeah. Okay. Guys, guys, while I was doing it. Oh, my God. Um, what? <laughs> oh, what? What? In the um, name of... Okay. <laughs> and, and, like, halfway through, um, you know, I was like... Yeah. Give okay, a little so tighten. You, so you adjusted during. Yeah. I adjusted during. Okay. I started out with just a little, just like barely there. Okay, yeah. And then tightened as okay. I went along. That's actually quite comforting that yes. you can progress. Yes, most certainly can. And maybe just stay at the, the minimal. Yes, you certainly can. Scared, yeah, yeah, for sure. Little, but I'm excited. Yeah, so thank you, Will and Breach. You're going to get our full review in video form. You will, and I will not bash your nipple clamps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I come back, they're broken. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> they're broken. But oh this is God. great um, yeah. because you, I, I love that we're going to get two perspectives on this. Yeah. Not only, obviously, we have two different bodies that have two different preferences and of all course. that stuff. Of course. But uh, from a person that's a little more experienced with nipple devices. Yes. For, uh, and uh, one who is a beginner to and nipple devices. And once again, from the beginner's perspective, it's yeah. Rachel Manson coming up with the nipple <laughs> Getting that intro 101 to nipple clamps. What are you thinking when you're looking at them? I th- what is your, what are your thoughts? I honestly thought it would be scarier. I f- yep. fully, I was, I, Aaron had mentioned to me previously that we were going to do nipple clamps, sent me a, a quick little photo that yep. was, that was a, a little vague to just leave me, leave me with a little more questions. Um, <laughs> and I thought they would be scarier, but they're really not. Like the wood is soft and even even though like visually it it should look like it's like this scary thing that's gonna Eat put you, you in a dungeon, yep. I don't know. Yep. Um, it's 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 really not. I'm I was shocked by that, and yep. they're yeah. I'm I'm actually they're pretty. They're very pretty, and I'm 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 very open to what this might unleash inside yeah. me. Yeah, for people that, since you can't see, we will yeah. post pictures and we'll be doing video content. Oh, yeah, it's please. an interesting, like, double bar design. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of unique. It's not like a clothespin style. No. It's, like, got double bars and then it's got the screws on either side. So it's, like, two parallel bars yeah. that you're, like, just like a medieval torture yeah, device. I was going to say, this looks You're like going to s- lower the two bars towards each other to tighten it. This yeah. looks like something in real life. That I'm like, I'm trying to think of that I can't picture. You know what it kind of looks like? Oh, this is going to be weird. If anybody, <laughs> if anyone had any of those like scrapbooking kits as a kid where you like press flowers or like oh, yeah. leaves to like put in your scrapbook. Sure. That. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of that vibe going, but, but also not that at all. So please no, look, just look at them and not take my. No, they remind me of uh, if I'm describing how you kind of close them on each other. You know how yeah. when you're you're a hero in a movie and and you're in the the villain's house and then yep. you're in a room and the ceiling starts yep. and the walls start going closer. <laughs> yeah, everything's oh, <laughs> 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 
my god, it's yeah, like that very scene that. in Star Wars. Oh god. <laughs> They're like, no. Oh god. Are, in general, mm-hmm. are you a toy user of any types of toys? Yeah. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have my I have my vibrator that I love very dearly. Nice. Shout out to my vibrator. Hey girl. Um, hey girl, if you're listening at home, I'll be home soon. Um, <laughs> Mom's coming. Put the kettle on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So and I yeah I've 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 tried some other things that I like. What else have I tried? The 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 one consistent one that I go back to is obviously my vibrator. Yes. It's she's a she's a people pleaser. Yes. And I'm a fan. <laughs> she's a social butterfly. She's social. Oh my god. She's purple and so nice. Oh, you can get purple. her at Shoppers. Actually, you know what? Really? I, I I had just like a vibrator that I was I was very happy with. I can't remember what kind, but it was it was a it was also like kind of. A, dildo-ish yep. but like more of a more of a vibrator yep and then a friend of mine because i have awesome weird friends for a um secret santa got me <laughs> uh got me a, the i think it's the Durex bullet okay where it's a button at the bottom yeah, and sure. you can literally get it in the shop in a shoppers yeah and i i was like okay you can get out of shoppers like we'll see how this goes blown away and it was fine i had a 10 would recommend to a friend <laughs> 100%. The Durex bullet. Oh, yeah. The Durex bullet. <laughs> oh my god, this is such an infomercial. Damn it. You gotta try the Tango, the it. WeVibe Tango. What? That is the queen of bullets. Oh my god, I yes. gotta, you know what, That's that should be a whole other article. Yeah. I should try a bunch of different Try videos. some sex toys. I should try a bunch of sex toys. You could write about these yeah, uh, I, Will yeah, and Breach I would love plants. to. I would love to. I'm sure I Will and Breach would love that as well. They're um, actually a really lovely uh, company. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. I, I'm looking to, I really want to, if, again, this is all a huge tentative if, if they don't hate this first article. Like, yeah. You should know. If they hate it, you may never hear from me again. <laughs> this could be like, oh, changing my go? name. She yeah. moved to a different Moving. country. Yep. Um, but if this does go well, I do want to write about trying a bunch of different sex toys. Awesome. Which I'm a fan of, yes. I'm into it. Yeah, totally. Um, something that we kind of mentioned in the first half, mm-hmm. uh, more than mentioned, we talked about it a little bit, but I'd love to circle back yeah, to this this um, thought, ideal way of life called mm. sex positivity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, oh my. What a, what a utopia. <laughs> um, and why I wanted to talk a bit about it with you, mm-hmm. uh, since you are kind of um, going down this lovely sex positive journey. Yes. You know, you're you're at the, the opening gates of, of the sex positive. I'm dipping my toes where there are a bunch of toes. <laughs> You're touching toes. You're toe touching. Toes to come. Um, What to you? What does sex positivity mean to you? Because I do feel like it's a bit subjective. Yes, absolutely. And it means it's it's such a vague term, and it means so many different things to so many different people. For me personally, and this is again just just me. um, Sex positivity is a bit of an umbrella term that, in itself, if you break down the two words, is a little honestly misleading. Sex and we we talked about this a little, which is that. um, which I loved. Which who who is your guest that discussed this? Uh, yeah, I why why I wanted to have this discussion yeah. partially was because I spoke to Andrew Gerza, exactly. um, which I think that's going to air the week before this one. Oh, perfect. And we okay. have uh, he kind of ha- I had an aha moment when he was like, I hate that term, and I'm like, what? Yeah, why? It's one of those things that you would never think about until someone who has a different perspective from you yeah because he to me out. he is like the epitome of, of sex, sex positivity, positivity. Exactly. and he's like i hate that term actually yeah and i was like why he's like it's a little romanticized don't you think Absolutely. and i was like whoa like, <laughs> aaron's eyes crossed <laughs> her mind was blown <laughs> like you're right like, yes and it's so that's such an amazing perspective and such an amazing way to look at it that of course, not every experience you have sexually is positive. Of course not. Yeah. Who the no, nobody, nobody. I'm gonna say that's ridiculous to say. Yeah, yeah, no one. It's the same thing of like eating. Not every meal you have is gonna be the best meal you've ever eaten in yeah. your life. Some of them are gonna suck, and some of them are gonna give you food poisoning. And I'm gonna stop this metaphor immediately right now. <laughs> but um, but that being said, um, I love that perspective. But even so, in my own brain, sex positivity is an umbrella term for that that includes that understanding 
that not all sexual experience are positive. That goes yes. under the umbrella for me of sex positivity. That yes. it is this open and aware attitude about sexuality and mm-hmm. about your own sexuality and about other people's sexuality that all it means is that you are open to try, open to explore, open to be... You don't have to understand other people's um, kinks or whatever, but you do have to be tolerant and open and respectful of them. Mm-hmm. And it's it, I think sex positivity for me just encompasses that exploration of demantling shame mm-hmm. and creating this very at the end of the day, a trying to be positive atmosphere where you can at least try these things and when you realize, oh, this was a negative experience or, oh, I don't want to, I've tried this and I don't want to do this ever again, that's part of sex positivity. That's part of that journey of figuring out, of allowing you to question the bound, like I said before, question the boundaries that you've set up mm-hmm. and deciding which ones you want to keep. Yeah, and I feel like even going a step further back mm. to say that uh, you're I, I, to to say that you are on the journey to be like like being anywhere on that spectrum mm-hmm. of sex positivity. So you can be not actually doing anything in practice ever. Yeah. Not not only yet mm-hmm. at the beginning of the journey, but ever. But just to be to be open to like the thought of it's it's yeah. tough to articulate now because but you're so right you know like like to it, it doesn't dictate you know what your current sex life looks like not at all it doesn't even dictate what you I, I, I'm even uh, not wanting to say what you want your sex life to look like down yeah. the road because even that is is aspirational to be like, mm-hmm. I am on the journey towards sex positivity. Now yeah. I'm even correcting myself and saying that, you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, cause even that is a bit unrelatable. I think, I think I we, feel excluded from that. Uh-huh. I think we're already. safe to say it's that like, words are limiting, especially yes. with something that is so personal and complicated as someone's personal sexuality. Yeah. There's no right words that will ultimately like every word will at some point limit what it actually means. Yeah. Um, especially on your journey to, um, to figuring out your sexuality, but we can try and that that's what I think sex positivity is. Yeah. I think effort. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that is what now I'm kind of settling on after having Mm -hmm. that kind of epiphany with Andrew. I'm like the try. Yeah. The trying, the effort that the effort is there. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that's a, perfect and I think that's it for I think uh, that's now what I'm comfortable we solved (laughs) we solved it oh my god we figured it out tell people (laughs) oh my god spread the word guys we did it I honestly no I I that that just dropped that just dropped in for me right now I'm happy with that definition (laughs) and so you're so right it's that because that's literally I'm just like oh I don't want to think about too hard because I'm gonna find flaws in it but that's all that's all it is it's it's just an effort to be okay with you and okay with others. That's, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Whatever, sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Are you okay? Are you, can I ask, are you, Please. are you a person that, are you open to therapy when it comes to, uh, everything? Battling. Yes. <laughs> everyone, everyone go see a therapist. That is. Yes. Sorry, finish your question. Yeah. But no, that is the question. Like I was gonna yeah. say, with battling shame and these other roadblocks when it comes to sex, sexuality, dating, relationships. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're ten a out therapy of ten. Advocate. Recommend therapy. I'm also a comedian. We all need therapists. We're yes. very sad. Yes. <laughs> We're very sad people. But um, <laughs> but absolutely. I, I a lot of again. I still don't. Quite, which as evident in this podcast like we struggle with words I still I'm still learning the vocabulary of trying to narrow down what these things are that we all have and that I have specifically yeah but part of what's hugely helped that was therapy oh my god I love therapy yeah I started a year ago year ago yeah is that right over a year ago now 
And it has been so helpful to find, to, to communicate these things and have somebody else kind of address this part of you. I, I have a wonderful therapist and everyone find a good one. That's a good fit. Your first one's not necessarily going to be your first best fit, but find yeah. one that fits great for you. Yeah, for sure. And the one that I had had this great model of describing how everybody, um, has, uh, I, I don't know if this, you may look it up, but, um, <laughs> has, she calls it a critical parent in your brain oh. that kind of parents you and tells and berates you and tells and is it's basically the shame wizard that, and once somebody, once an outside source points that out to you, then that's. Well, my exactly you know my friends think I'm gross, 100%. or my partner is ashamed of me, and, and that, or my parents are ashamed of me. It's yes. like no, that's all. That's all. It's in, you and your third eye, essentially, and of that, yourself, yeah. and that voice, your critical that, third eye, yeah. exactly, your critical third eye, your shame wizard, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they're. It's really good at filtering other people's voices and just disguising its own voice to sound like you, to yeah. be a point where you're like. This is, this is not a, this is, this isn't an irrational thing, which a lot of the times it is. Instead, it's, it's me and my own validated voice. And that's when we let that kind of shame into our lives in a very real way, mm-hmm. which I'm still like, it's such a constant working job to yeah. clock that inside you. But, um, and I'm still working on it, but the first to just, to get that kind of perspective through, through therapy, through anything that you confined to to educate and guide your journey or whatever um anything that can help you distinguish what that voice sounds like so you can shut it off when it starts and how to shut it off oh my god yes i recommend <laughs> that's, that's my that's my whole answer yeah yeah go yeah. to therapy hard oh recommend. my god can i swear i've been swearing <laughs> i didn't even ask oh no <laughs> yes you can I've just dropped so many F bombs and I forgot so to many even F-bombs. ask permission. Because I think that silly whole Billy. the silly willy Billy. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that whole the whole undercurrent when we're talking about shame and how that's tied to our own sexuality, like we're talking about uh, mental health and sex, how sex and mental health play off each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are linked. Yeah, they are very much so. So, so often linked. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. Care. I don't want to make like sweeping generalizations, yeah. but in your, in your experience, health, but like yeah. at least in me, yeah. Um, breaking having that breakthrough of how deeply seated my sexuality and my shame wizard. Yep. was and how and, and it's not just through sexuality your shame wizard can pop up any time through any aspect of your life but trying to break those two apart has been a journey and has yeah. been and is still a working job yeah. and i am just super grateful that that i now at the very least have the perspective to be able to distinguish that voice and from your own from my own and figure out what to do about it yes and i mean we even talked about that before that i i still struggle struggle with finding that line of um sometimes my voice will even say like are you just using this sex positivity thing to like excuse yourself being a selfish slut mm-hmm. which she has a very old-timey 20s voice if you <laughs> noticed what are you doing? Stop it. But it's like, yeah, who is saying you're a selfish slut? Exactly. Like, the only person saying that it, is, yeah, you. It's yeah. me. I'm, I'm saying it. And and also, it's like, yeah, be a selfish slut. Why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> yeah, do, do that. Do that. You are seeking your own pleasure. You exactly. are, yeah, why... Why does that have to be labeled selfish and be labeled slut? It's exactly. Like, like your self, it's a self care move mm-hmm. for you to seek out your own pleasure. And yeah. sex, newsflash, everybody is good and what? good for you. Oh my god! You know, like learning that. things on bedposts. <laughs> oh god! And like again, that's a very general term. Sex is good, oh obviously. Yeah, all you of know, these, everything we not, say can be criticized <laughs> and dismantled. Yes. Just know that. If, if Don't next, take anything at face yeah, value. We know. We know that this is not. We know. 
We know. We know. It's fine. We know. Um, especially, you know what? And I also thought about this. Especially for those of us, I'm a big one of this. I don't, but there are so many of others out there. If you grew up as a kid, as a people pleaser, as the, I need to fix everybody in the room, or I need to make sure no one's hurt, or I need to put others before me, that's a big thing that's going, that, again, speaking from personal experience, but from other people that I've talked to, if you were one of those kids, one of those teenagers, one of those people, question where your sexuality lies there. Mm -hmm. Because a big part of that will seep into your communication during sex. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that will, will stop that voice to say, I'm interested in this, can we try it? Or... I don't like this, but I'll do it if you or if you want. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's another big link that I've recently discovered. Yeah. And that. for me where it, it kind of manifests in the same way, but comes from a different space mm. for me in my experience, it's like, um, needing to be liked. Yes. Oh, needing, needing people to, to like me. So yes. Yeah. Literally oh. that manifests in a lot of different ways. Totally. Uh, no, you nailed it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Need it, wanting to be loved. Wanting, yes. Yeah. Wanting validation. Wanting validation. Wanting to be told that you you're are good. special or yeah. you're good or you, we all like you or you're popular or yeah. or whatever that word means to you. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. So, oh my God, yes. And I love how um, we've said Shame Wizard a bunch. Mm -hmm. I love how the show Big Mouth, if, if, if people haven't watched Netflix, Big watch Mouth. Watch it right now. Whoa. Because especially the second, like watch the first season too to oh, get yes. there. But the second season, whoa. It so is, impressive. Oh my the God. The issues they get into. It's so true. And they get darker and they oh, get weirder. Yeah. And in, in a very good way. Especially, again, I'm coming at this specifically from a female perspective or female identifying perspective, which is that I, I, I've never seen a show tackle female puberty and female sexuality at the age of puberty in the way that that show has done. And yeah. it is so life-altering. Yeah, just, things like female masturbation. Oh, think, my like, God. You just don't. Never heard about that before. Yeah. Never in my life. I just so wish that a show like that existed when I was 13. Yes. And when, and I, I hope that 13 year olds now are watching it yeah. because it, it gives you that perspective of this is a very weird time in your life and it's okay that it's weird. And it's also, and it's weird for everybody. It's weird for everybody. Yeah. You're not alone. It's okay that it's, that's a huge message of the whole show is that you're not alone. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you're a young girl and you want to masturbate, that's not weird. Everyone does. We just don't talk about it constantly because yeah. we were told for very many years and for a very young age that we we don't talk about that's that. That's something we don't talk that's about. That's something we don't talk about. Yeah. That's somebody nobody does. That's something no one does. You figure that out on your own and you're alone in doing this. Yes. So and we won't even call it masturbation. We'll nope. call it we'll your call it your wormy dance your or wormy whatever dance. they say. Oh yeah. my god, that was so cute. Oh, please I watch season two. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I won't um, I won't give away the joke. It's but so wonderful. Like, yeah, and, and they do it in such oh, a brilliant and fucking hilarious way. Like so we funny. have never we never have laughed so much at a show. Oh, it is god. so it's, fucking funny. Oh, I'm so glad you guys watch that show. Yeah, too, because oh I it's truly one of my favorite shows ever. And I will rewatch an episode a million times. Yeah. And talking about shame, like, they go there. Oh, they go there. Like, I was triggered by that episode. That I was like, this is... character. This is really real for me. I like, and, and I'm 35. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we have it still. Like, yeah, and, and I'm like, whoa, this is hitting me. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And it's so... And they also deal with divorce and... and uh, there's a whole planned Theo rage. There's like, a whole planned parenthood episode. There's an entire episode about planned parenthood. <laughs> Nick Kroll is gonna get like the like shit in the mail. Like he's gonna get absolute shit in the mail. And yeah. I'm worried about him because I love him so Nick Kroll, if you are oh gonna my get God. sued Nick, by the show. Nick Kroll, are you listening? Are you listening? Nick? Are you Nick? Nick. Nick. Blink hey, blink once. Nick. <laughs> blink once if you're listening. <laughs> oh, I have such a big question. Oh my god. Such okay. a question, Nicole. Rachel, unfortunately we should be wrapping oh, up. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> What a great note to end I'd on. I'd love to. Yeah. Nicole. Hey. Hello. Hi. 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 Text me. Hi. Text me. I'll give you my home address. <laughs> Rachel, oh. are you able to tell the folks at home or on the TTC or wherever they are where we can partake in your lovely writing and your comedy absolutely or your so, social media yes so you can find me on my facebook page that's rachel manson i'm in uh, you can tell by the icon i'm in a i'm in a dress made out of poutine containers um 
That's a real dress. I have it. It's amazing. Um, you can find me on Instagram, which I need to change my handle to something better, but right now it's just Armance. Armance1995. Yeah, I'm young. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm young. Don't be sorry. Um, oh, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mom. Um, <laughs> no, that was awful. Uh, but yeah, you can find me both those places. Hopefully, you can find me at least once, but multiple times on now. And um, <laughs> fingers crossed. I hope this doesn't jinx it. Um, what venues do you usually like? Yes, frequent I, at? I do a lot of stand up at the comedy bar, at SoCap, at Absolute from time to time. Absolute comedy. But yeah, you can fi- find me on Facebook and all of my shows will be posted there. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, Rachel. Um, let me see what I gotta tell the people about. Tell them. Um, tell them tell the those people. Do the housekeeping. If you are listening to us on iTunes or another podcasting app, a rating and review goes a really long way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you uh, are listening to us on the Sonar Network website, check out the other Sonar Network podcasts. They're absolutely amazing. Oh, really? Um, oh, oh, no, really? <laughs> and a lot wow, of, what an incredible offer. A lot of comedians like Rachel have done more multiple uh podcasts in the sonar network so Mm -hmm. you can actually go on the website and you can go to rachel and then see the other episodes that she has done on the other podcast which is absolutely amazing very true um if you are in toronto and want to see the bedpost stage show we are doing that oh god God. (gasps) the third friday of every month at the social capital theater Mm. at 8 p.m and uh if you are also listening to the podcast you will be hearing original music by stephanie copeland Check her out at stephcopelandmusic.com. I want to give a big thank you to my lovely guest, Rachel. <gasps> That's my name. Mm, thank That's you. That's who I am. This thank has been you, so Anna. lovely. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm such so, a fan of this podcast. I'm so glad I, I finally had you on. I'm so happy I was here. I'm Yay! so happy I got to see the inside of your bedroom, too, because <laughs> this is... This was worth it. I mean, the beginning of that sentence, uh, I I was going with the inside of your butthole. That was was where my brain goes. We haven't mentioned it, but Aaron's asshole has been out this entire time. The inside especially is really impressive. We've been really busy with our hands this whole time, and I'm just glad that we got some good conversation. (laughs) So glad. Oh my god. Moments while I was full on wrist deep in your asshole. (laughs) A girl can train. Thank you so much to everyone who is watching today. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So